is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. We are breaking down the AFC home games, telling you about the start of the week, giving you some stats that may or may not matter. We'll let you decide. We'll let Dave, Jamie, and Heath decide. Welcome to the show. It's Fantasy Football Today on Thursday, December 14th. I did not know how to start the show today. So Jamie said, start with a joke. So I said, okay, I'll Google a joke. So here's uh, short-funny.com with a joke. Oh, this ought to be good. A man got hit hard in the head with a can of 7-Up. He's all right, though. It was a soft drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Alright, and we are you got rolling. Jamie to laugh. <laughs> Not because it was funny. <laughs> because it was so bad. Yeah. yeah, it's the delivery. It was the delivery. Uh, we're, we're on our way here. Okay, hey, two, two quick news items. Zach Ertz is gonna play this week. He's a top three tight end in the rankings. And Alvin Kamara practiced in full. He's still in the concussion protocol, but we expect Kamara to play, right? Yes. Alright. Yep. Well, good morning, guys. How you doing? You're in a good mood now with that joke? Never better. So excited. This I feel is, like I have to sneeze. This is, this is a huge, huge week. It, yeah, it is. I'm, I got, I'm excited too. I got some good teams. I've decided to go against what you guys said. I'm starting Mariota over Simeon tonight, uh, this week. So. Good. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's, you're, you're risky. Oh, it's, it's very risky, but you know. on the edge. So we're all cheering for Simeon to throw three touchdowns. We tonight, are right? not. We are rooting against Trevor like Simeon that, today. That will make tomorrow's show much better if Simeon <laughs> throws three touchdowns. You won't even be I on it. Be you won't even be on it. What do you care? Um, I'm gonna listen to it. Give me some. Uh, give me some sleepers. Give me some week 15 sleepers, guys. Any position does not matter. You've got five seconds to think about it. Five, four, three. Uh, Trevor Simeon. No. Wouldn't he be a sleeper? Play. Trevor Simeon. Short week. Indianapolis doesn't have a great pass rush. Three rookie cornerbacks starting has some good wide receivers. But one, well, one really good one and a couple of decent ones. How, how about one that like a lot of people might start? You like last week we said Frank Gore, we said uh, Jason Witten. How about Jordy? Yeah, I like it. I, I don't know. He's a consensus top twenty wide receiver according to the Is expert he? rankings. Yeah, oh. everybody else likes him. <laughs> I. Uh, how about Mike Davis? Good one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Full practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had 16 and 15 carries in each of his last two games. The Rams are terrible against the run. Uh, with all those defensive injuries, you would think Seattle would want to try to keep their defense off the field and at least rested. So I'll, I'll say Mike Davis. Does Jonathan Stewart count as a sleeper, or has sure. he been too good lately? I mean, he was a free agent coming into the week, so I would say he qualifies. Okay, so he's a sleeper. I think Mohamed Sanu can be a good option. Yeah, that week. one's interesting because you know, Jamie and Heath were saying they liked Sanu yesterday. I, know, Jay, yep, Jay was I do too. I, uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm I, not ready to quit entirely on Jamison Crowder. Oh, that's an interesting one. But but can I just give a Sanu stat real quick? A Sanu stat. A Sanu Is it a Sanuzer? So uh, the Bucks are at home facing the Falcons. And they on the road, the Bucks are really bad against number two wide receivers. But at home, a number two wide receiver has scored more than six fantasy points once in six games. Last week, I mean, I guess technically, I don't know if you count Golden Tate as the number two guy. He scored 14, but Marvin Jones only scored six. So, in other words, uh, there only, there's only been one instance in six Tampa Bay home games where number two, where, where two wide receivers have scored more than six fantasy points in the same game. Uh, I don't know. Sanu, Sanu's just coming off his best game or one of his best games. Scares me a He's little bit. He's a number bit. three receiver with upside. He has a touchdown in three of his last four. And a passing touchdown. Well, that's one of the touchdowns. Well, that doesn't count then. Then he has a touchdown in two of his last four. Technically, he scored. He did. But the reason why he is a sleeper and Matt Ryan's a little higher in the rankings than what his fantasy production would indicate is uh, that Bucks allow the most passing yards per game in the NFL. Uh, and they've allowed 317 or more yards in three of their last four games. So I get it. I get it. All right, I think that's good. Thank you for some sleepers. Let's talk about the start of the week. The start of the week is Dak Prescott. And there's disagreement here because Dave's got him second. Jamie's got him fourth. Heath, 15th for Dak Prescott. Dak hater Heath Cummings. I do. I hate Dak Prescott. I think I've made this known often, especially like two weeks ago when I was still saying I still thought he was probably better than Carson Wentz. 
Um, you think Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz, so I'm not no, surprised. No, I never said that at all. <laughs> but we should, it's the Jamie's start of the week. We should, we should start with Jamie, right? Sure. Jamie, you have him fourth. Dak Prescott. I, I just like the way he played the last two games. I think, you know, you've seen when he's had a healthy offensive line, uh, for the last, you know, nearly two years that he has the chance to put up good numbers. I don't buy the Raiders defense at all, so I don't think he's going to face a heavy pass rush here. And I think you've seen him. He's he's gone west already three times, so I don't think the travel is going to impact him. Um, I just think he's playing well, so I I would not be surprised if he has 25 plus fantasy points. He played incredibly well last week. He was okay the week before, and then the three games prior he was terrible. But that was when there was all this offensive line issues, and Cowboys run game wasn't exactly great. I think everything is back on track now in Dallas, and I agree with you, Jamie. I think Oakland's defense is stinky. Despite Alex Smith not having any touchdowns, he should have had three. And I think Dak Prescott can come through with three of his own. And I think he's going to need to do it in this game. I think there could be some points scored from Oakland. All right, Hater Heath. Hater Heath. Um, last five games, Dak Prescott has 30, 31, 27, 22, and 30 pass attempts. He averages right around seven yards per pass attempt. What was he last year, though? Last year? Yeah, his pass attempts. Forget about last year. How about earlier this year? There was one game this year where he had 50 pass attempts. There, there was. Um, he's been over 31 once in his last eight games. Yeah. And even last week, he had 110 yards and two of his touchdowns on huge yak plays by Rod Smith and Des Bryant. The touchdown pass to Smith for 80 yards was like a 10-yard slant. Yeah, it is a good point. He wasn't doing anything before Landon Collins got hurt. Almost all the production came in like the last five minutes of the game. And so, oh wait, wait, breaking news: the Raiders just traded for Landon Collins. It's just I'm just saying that the Giants are pretty bad even with Landon Collins, and and Dak didn't do anything. It's a good matchup. I think he throws for 230 yards and two touchdowns, and there's a chance that he has more upside than that. I just I have him ranked where I do because I think in terms of probability, throwing that few passes. Limit your chances of reaching that upside. But we've seen him throw the those little amounts of passes before. He has a game this year where he attempted 18 passes, had two touchdowns, 22 passes. I'm saying he, I'm not saying he can't do it. He can, but you look. But like in San Francisco, he completed 16 of 25 passes, 234 yards, three touchdowns. Sure, we can. Okay, and, and against the against the Philadelphia Eagles, he completed 18 of 31 for 145 and zero touchdowns. That was that was with interceptions. Yeah, that, that was, was with the bad line. line. Um. All right, you know it's the offensive line is right. He's right, and so I, the I, offensive line didn't have anything to do with Rod Smith and Des Bryant breaking tackles for long touchdowns. That's week. true. Well, they those, certainly helped his protection. Those were certainly random, but those guys are still going to be there for him this week. And it's not like this Raiders defense is known for holding back against players in the open field. They James, can still do it again. Did the Raiders really trade for for Landon Collins, or you were? Just did, a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. Well, interesting. <laughs> post trade deadline. Post uh, like a post waiver. Uh, trade down. Okay, anyway, uh, that's Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott. Oh, I think it's really interesting. I mean, he's got him 15th, so obviously there's a lot of quarterbacks Heath would start ahead of Dak, but Dave and Jamie starting Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers. Jamie's got them back to back. Uh, Dave's got Prescott four spots ahead of Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty interesting, but alright. Everybody out there, make, uh, make your decision. You know that two of the three analysts really like Dak this week. But, all four of us on the show really like movement watches. That is that is the, the truth, okay? It's holiday time. You know, holiday shopping can be tough. Why don't you get somebody a watch? Usually they're costing like 500 bucks, But with movement watches, they start at just $95, and they look amazing, okay? They're very stylish. And the movement watches, by the way, which is abbreviated MVMT watches, and the URL that we want you to go to is MVMT.com slash FFootball. MVMT.com slash FFootball. Movement watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. So what you're getting here is a really good-looking watch at a very affordable rate. And at MVMT.com slash FFootball, you're getting 15% off. Movement watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest-growing watch company. Over a million watches sold to customers in 160-plus countries around the world. You're going to go to that website, mvmt.com slash ffootball. You're just going to look around, and you're going to see the reason why over a million watches have been sold around the world. Like I said, it's affordable, but also they are beautiful watches, and they're just perfect. They're a perfect gift right now. If you don't want to get a gift for someone with a watch, get it for yourself. You deserve a movement watch. So 15% off, free shipping, free returns, 
mvmt.com slash ffootball. Clean design, great fashion statement, and it's time to step up your watch game at mvmt.com slash ffootball. That's mvmt.com slash ffootball. Join the movement. Here are some news and notes. Marcus Mariota practiced in full. They're hoping he's going to be pretty healthy this weekend. And the last five quarterbacks against San Francisco have scored a lot of points. And they are Drew Stanton, 18. Eli Manning, 20. He doesn't score that many points without without Odell Beckham. Wilson, 27. Mitchell Trubisky, 11 fantasy points on 15 pass attempts. TJ Yates, 22 fantasy points. I mean, Mariota's got a better matchup than Simeon. He hasn't been playing very well. They both stink. Tyrod Taylor practiced in full. He will play. All right, running back news. Leonard Fournette has a quad injury. Uh, are we concerned about that, guys? Leonard Fournette. Not yet. Let's no. wait and see if he practices on Thursday. We might even have an answer to that before we're we're done recording today's podcast. Okay. But it'll be on the site one way or another. If he misses practice on Thursday, then you have to at least raise an eyebrow. Not like The Rock, but like more like uh, a detective might raise an I can't, eyebrow. I can't do The Rock eyebrow raise. It's like I just I can't do it. Can you? Can you do it that yes. high? Dave can. He just did it. It was pretty impressive. I don't think I can do it either. I have excellent control of my eyebrows. <laughs> uh, LeSean McCoy has a knee injury. Are we worried about that? No, I'm not worried about yeah. it. It's not really surprising after that much work that his knees would be his knee would be sore. Like okay. lots of things are probably sore. Joe Mixon is still in the concussion protocol. Meanwhile, Giovanni Bernard missed practice with a knee injury. We'll preview that game tomorrow. Would you go with a Thursday night running back over a Bengals running back this week? No. I think you have to. It depends on what's on if waivers. If it's mixing, who can I get on waivers? Sure. Well, if I my only know. three viable starting running backs are Frank Gore, C.J. Anderson, and Joe Mixon, then you start both the guys tonight. Okay. Uh, Tevin Coleman's still in the concussion protocol. Adrian Peterson may be out for the season. Their next three games are at Washington. Kerwin Williams has had like, you know, 17 or more carries, I think, in two straight games. At Washington. 16, then the, 16. 16 or more. Then the Giants at home, which could be a great one in your fantasy championship. And then at Seattle in week 17. And Matt Forte and Elijah McGuire mispracticed. Are we looking at Bilal Powell as a possible sleeper this week at New Orleans? Not yet. I think there's a chance Forte practices later on in the week. He yeah. played last week without practicing uh, on Friday. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't anticipate using a Jets player. Yeah, a lot of older veterans take Wednesday off. Um, wide receiver news. Mike Wallace mispracticed, but he's expected to play. Kelvin Benjamin has a knee injury. Are you guys ranking Kelvin Benjamin? Not no. yet. No. Amari Cooper did not practice. Are you ranking Amari Cooper? No. Not as of now. How about Ted Ginn? He mispracticed. I think we ranked again, but I don't think we're very excited about his prospects either way. He was right on the border of being ranked or not. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, not, th- I mean, not that many offensive line injuries, except the Lions really have a banged up offensive line. Are you concerned about starting Matthew Stafford or Theo Riddick this week with how beat up the Lions O-line is? I'm concerned about Riddick because Abdullah is coming back. And I he would could ass- ruin both of them. I would assume he's going to get a larger share of the work than Tion Green did last week. So that that worries me about Riddick. I, I don't have a lot of concerns about Stafford at home. Um, Jim Bob Cooter said he's excited to get Amir Abdullah back. So yay. Oh, uh, okay. So I was going to ask. Like, I knew I knew Abdullah was healthy, but he was inactive last week. Right. right. There's a difference between being excited and definitely giving him 20 touches a game. So avoid the Lions running backs. Try to. All right. Yeah, I'd still, I still think Riddick's a high end flex in PPR. Okay, they've got the Bears on Saturday. On defense, Patriots defensive tackle Alan Branch unlikely to play. I think you can start Le'Veon Bell. Drake Kirkpatrick and Vontez Burfick still in the concussion protocol. Landon Collins did not practice. Uh, some injuries for tonight. Denver safety Justin Simmons is out for the season. That's, that's a fairly big loss for Denver. Domata Pecco likely to play. That hurts Frank Gore. Rashawn Melvin will not play. That helps. Uh, Trevor Simeon, that's Colts cornerback. Then it probably helps Demarius Thomas. And Seattle linebackers Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright will be questionable. We don't know the status yet. We'll update you. Uh, Alright, let me give you some stats from the games. Do they matter? Do these stats matter? For Kareem Hunt, the Chargers in their last eight games, they've allowed double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues to only two running backs. LaShawn McCoy and Rod Smith. 
That does not include Corey Grant for Jacksonville, who I think had a fake punt run touchdown. Is that right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So forget about him. So last eight games, this was a team that was the worst against running backs. Two running backs in their last eight games have scored double digits in fantasy point, double digits in standard scoring leagues against the Chargers, Sean McCoy and Rod Smith. Does that matter for Kareem Hunt coming off a good game last week? Sort of. It sort of does. Uh, I, I think Kareem Hunt had a nice game last week, and it was good to see him get that workload, and I think the Chiefs would like him to have a similar workload this week. I don't know if they're going to have that type of opportunity. It's going to come down to how many points the Chargers put up. And I, I think that I think that's going to be what dictates the game. If the Chargers' offense goes in there and do what they do, then I don't know how many carries Hunt's going to end up having. <laughs> JV is whispering, this is the week for Kareem Do you feel that way? Do you feel like he's going to have another big game? I think he'll be fine. I mean, I I, I don't th- think that the Chargers will put up a big number early in the game. So I, I think you'll see the Chiefs stay in the game. Certainly, they're still going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to slow down that offense. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think Hunt is a very safe number two fantasy runner. And I think the receiving yardage stuff, I was thinking about this on the way in today. Like, what, what's Andy Reid going to do about that pass rush? It's going to be, I would Screen expect, a lot, of, a lot of slip screens yep. and a lot of, hopefully, a couple of those go to Kareem Hunt. So I, I would expect he's still going to have opportunity. He's had what three catches each of the new each of the last two weeks since right. uh, since the coordinator change. The only time play calling change. And he can they they don't mind throwing him the ball. They don't like using him when they're in the hurry up offense or way behind. So that would be when West would get the work. But if it's just in the regular game flow, I think he'll get two or three catches. And and, and yes. go ahead. To be fair, like. The Buffalo game and the Jets game were ugly for him, but the Jets game, I think, was we're going to just come out and throw. Well, I mean, the other thing is, like, the three catches per game. It's pretty much what he's been doing all season. That's not well, a huge he, difference. Yeah, I mean, he got away, they got away from that in the Buffalo game, which is, I think, the one that That's really it. set everybody into a tizzy. Yeah, okay. Uh, so he also averaged 1.5 yards per carry in that game. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. yeah. That's what set people into a tizzy. Right. Well, I mean, it was it was five straight games with yeah. seven or fewer fantasy points in standard scoring leagues for Hunt before 19 last week. Sure, but I mean, like you know, just looking at his game log, the Giants game. If you were to say he's getting 21 touches, you can't complain about that. You can't complain. He got 21 touches against a bad team, and he scored seven fantasy points. Yeah, he had a bad, he had a bad performance, but you can't complain about the touches. No, you can't complain about the touches. But uh, all right, uh, all right. So moving on, does this stat matter for Joe Flacco? Look, you're in the fantasy playoffs. You want a little bit of safety. Only two quarterbacks all season have scored less than 17 fantasy points against the Browns. And Flacco had 18 in week two, and Flacco has had his two best games of the year in his last two weeks. Does that, does that matter as as you get ready for Joe Flacco this week? He's got such a good track record against Cleveland, and the Browns are bad. I, I think he can score 17 again. Yep. I would, I would, I would actually go a little bit higher. I think he could be in the 18-20 range. All right, how crazy am I when I say Joe Flacco will outscore Alex Smith this week? I don't think you're crazy. It could easily happen. I, th- I think Smith has a much higher ceiling. <laughs> I think that goes. Without <laughs> I don't get. I, I don't get your ranking of Alex Smith. You got Jamie's got him 14th. Dave has him 12th. Yeah, I, I, I need to bump him down a little bit. He, like he's facing one of the toughest matchups. There's not been a quarterback that scored 20 fantasy points against the Chargers since Week One, and Smith's not. And Smith hasn't had a good game in a tough matchup all year. So uh, Heath, why do you have Alex Smith ninth? I do expect that they're going to throw the ball a lot on those screens. I do think that Alex Smith's going to throw the ball probably 35 times in the game. And uh, I expect he gets a couple of touchdowns. I think it's going to be a lot more than screens. I think it's going to be vertical, too. I, I mean, but having good success luck. against this team is not going to be easy. Yeah. All right, and the this, numbers at home have been terrible. Right, and the, it's a home game. The Chiefs are not exactly, I don't know if you know this, they're not a traditional passing team. So I, I don't know, like, their corners are amazing the Chargers. They're playing great. They are playing awesome. And I trust them to shut down conventional wide receivers. I'm not sure if I trust them to shut down Tyreek Hill. Uh, this stat, does it matter for Jarvis Landry? Three career games at Buffalo. Five catches for 49 yards. Ten catches for 67 yards. Three catches for 29 yards. He has not been good at Buffalo. Does that matter? I think he's playing so well right now that it's hard to get away from him. Okay. And I don't, I don't see Buffalo's with a specific player or players on defense that are going to shut Landry down. Let's see what the weather looks like. It's not supposed to snow. That would be my bigger concern. Like, does Jarvis Landry just hate it when it's cold? Because I'm sure it's going to be cold. 
Probably. And I looked, I said, the, man, the, the uh, Dolphins are playing at Buffalo in December. That can't be good. They played at Buffalo on December 24th last year and won 34-31 in overtime. <laughs> that was the Ajayi 200-yard game. Mm-hmm. Right, and, they, and he scored on that like 60-yard touchdown when Buffalo had 10 men on the field in overtime or whatever it was. Uh, all right, so that is those are some stats for you. We'll get into the games in just a second. Here's an Azer fantasy tip. I had to save our team from a huge blunder from Heath Cummings last night. Oh, boy, oh, boy, Heath. You are lucky that we are teammates. Uh, when you set a lineup, not you personally, Heath. This is t- kind of a tough Azer fantasy. Remember the Azer fantasy tips, guys, Dave? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Very obvious fantasy tips that only I would be dumb enough to give. Um, when yes. you set a lineup and you have a player going on Thursday, so like in this case— we are starting three receivers in a two-receiver flex league, okay? And Demarius Thomas is our third wide receiver. We're starting Marvin Jones, Demarius Thomas, and Marquise Goodwin. So Heath had Demarius Thomas in the flex. I moved. Yeah, I don't think I made that move. All right, fine. We had Demarius Thomas in the flex. Uh, I moved Demarius Thomas to wide receiver and Marquise Goodwin to flex. Why? Let's say there's an injury with one of the guys going on Sunday. You don't want that guy locked into your wide receiver. You want him locked into your flex so you could replace him with either a running back or a wide receiver or a tight end. I hope that makes sense. I agree with you 100%, and that is a very good tip. I wouldn't even call that an Azer fantasy tip. I think that's a good fantasy tip. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, we can read a, a diehard email, but I think people might be sick of that. The gist of it is uh, that you have to include Rocky Four in Christmas movies which Jamie probably would because anything that has even a little bit of Christmas is considered a Christmas movie for Jamie, but it's clearly not a Christmas movie, just proving the point that Die Hard is also not a Christmas movie. I thought movie. the the uh, distinction was any movie that the Library of Congress has decided is a Christmas movie. Which is not what happened with Die Hard. But, you know, well, it's a topic for another day, probably tomorrow. Semantics. Team name Tuesday on a Thursday. This one is subject line Heath Special from Darren in South Korea. Foles Gold. Fool's Instead gold. of fool's gold. That's right. Fool's gold. gold. I, I like that a lot. Okay. It's very good. good. Are you going to change your team names to fool's gold? Heath? Uh, no. <laughs> not. But I like it. Can't like it that much. I, it's it's very good. Yeah. Well, maybe not this week. Fool's might actually be gold this week. He is uh, 18th, 19th, and 17th in the rankings. And with, a, you know, a week with that could have a lot of scoring. So it's not that we don't like him. All right. Let's get to the games. New England is at Pittsburgh. Huge game. This is a, this is a great week. Very excited for these games. Big game. Stat of the game. Wide receivers against the Patriots in their last nine games. That's when they started to have their... Defensive turnaround. A number two wide receiver has scored more than seven fantasy points only twice in those nine games. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders had good games. And last week, Jarvis Landry and Jakeem Grant had good games. So really, when you look at the Steelers, I mean, everybody's got Roethlisberger as a must-start. Bell and uh, and Brown, obviously. And Jesse James is a flyer against a team that's been great against tight ends. It's really Juju Smith-Schuster that I think is the only tough decision for these Steelers. So what do you guys think? Starter sit, Juju Smith-Schuster, who, I mean, maybe a little overrated. His last two games have been duds. Yeah, I've, I've got him ranked as a low-end number three receiver in standard. Because I think you're the I low like guy. as a safe number three receiver. I like him as a high-end number three receiver. <laughs> so we've got, we've got, we've got him as a number three. It's just a matter of how you feel about him. But I'm with you, Adam. I don't think that he's, you know, earned being ranked much higher than a number three receiver based on what we've seen lately. The the real thing that comes down to, I think, is like how many points do you think are scored in this game, and do you think Brown and Bell are going to score all of them? Right. Yeah, and and to say his numbers lately, I mean, he had a hamstring injury. Who knows how much that impacted him? He missed a game, then he missed a game for the suspension. So it's not like he's had consistent on field time. I mean, after the the three touchdown game, he had eight targets against the Titans, then has the hamstring. Who knows when he hurt the hamstring? Then the the Bengals game again. Get suspended, so it's been a little choppy for him. Prior to that, I mean, he was fun. He was great. Prior to that, well, he was yeah, a lot of fun. He's gonna get back to that level again. Two big games in a row, sure. He had three games with a touchdown. He had two like big games in a row. This is Juju Smith-Schuster we're talking and if, about. If Martavis Bryant doesn't play for whatever reason, then it's it's a great situation for him. Would you start Juju Smith-Schuster or Robert Woods? Smith-Schuster, Woods, Smith-Schuster, Juju or Sanu? Sanu. Uh, I'll take Smith-Schuster. I think I have Smith Schuster higher. I'll take some new PPR. How many of the Patriots running backs would you start over Juju? Two. 
Mm. Uh, both. Uh, just Rex. Okay, well, obviously not James White. So Tom Brady or Brandon Bolden. Tom Brady's or two Gilles. or Mike Gilsley. Tom Brady's two for uh for Jamie, one for Heath, fifth for Dave. You can start Tom Brady. Uh, let's see. The Patriots running backs again. Let, let's break it down. What do you think about the Patriots running backs? What do you expect from them this week? Heath, why don't you tell me, uh, why don't you go first? I think I'm the lowest on both of them. And like the second question you asked, what do you expect this week? That's one of the reasons I'm the lowest on both of them. Cause I, I I'm a little, uh, uncertain on what to expect this week. We've got a situation with Hogan, Gronk, Cooks, Burkhead, Dion Lewis, Danny Amendola. I, there's not enough touches for all those guys. So some, I, I feel pretty confident that one of the two running backs is going to get left out in the cold a little bit. It now, that could still work out if Burkhead's the one that gets left out in the cold and then he scores a goal line touchdown and he's okay. Right. Burkhead for me is, is a low end number two that really needs to score. Deion Lewis is more of a flex because I'm afraid he won't score. What do a lot of teams that play the Patriots try to do on offense? On offense? On offense. What do they, what do they sometimes try and do to try? What did, what did the Dolphins just do? Run the, are you saying them? run the ball? They ran all over them. They ran all over them because they wanted to try and keep that Patriots offense off the field. Right. I wonder if that's something the Patriots think about doing this week, especially since, uh, Shazier's injury. The Steelers have allowed 5.7 yards per carry to running backs, mm-hmm. 12.2 yards per catch to running backs, and three touchdowns. Eight quarters. And I, I, yeah. I can't help but think that maybe they, they, it, they try to get their ground game that's going. That's certainly a possibility. And I like Rex better than Deion Lewis because Rex plays a little bit more at the goal line. We've seen it and he's scored in so many a games lately. More, a lot more. Yeah. I, I think the range of possibilities is anywhere from what Dave just outlined to another game where we see five carries for both of them. Well, I think that only happens if this Patriots offense stalls out like it did against Miami, which was so unlike them. Yeah. I would be surprised if it happens again, but I will say this. They are on the road second week in a row and it's a short week for the Patriots too. Third week. Third week in a row. Is it the third week in a row? It's the third week in a row. That's tough. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me just say this. Deion Lewis had five catches last week, which was kind of strange, but I still think that if I have Deion Lewis in a PPR league, I'm inclined to sit him. Is that fair? It depends on who else you have. He's more of a flex option in PPR than he is a must-start guy. Yeah, I mean, and that's just always the case in PPR. He's just not really a pass catcher, even though he had five for 50 last week. Um, all right, so I guess we can start comparing them to other running backs a little bit later in the show. How about the Patriots wide receivers? You know, I, is Brandon Cooks might be a little overrated. He has four games this season with double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. He has two terrible games in a row, but he is their deep threat, and we know the Steelers... The Steelers have allowed 14 pass plays of 30 or more yards in, in their last six games and had another one called back on a crap penalty, A.J. Green touchdown that got called back. So, I mean, it should be a good game for him. How many of the Patriots wide receivers are you comfortable starting this week? Just Cooks. Yep. But I moved him down this morning. I, I moved him down from top five to 11th among wide receivers. The potential is too great. And uh listen, if the Steelers are going to put points on the board and the Patriots' run game is good but not great, eventually – Brady's going to have to put the ball in the air. And this is a very good matchup for what it's worth, just all the way around for the Patriots, certainly on the ground. But Cooks can come through seven, eight targets in this game. Would you start C.J. Anderson over Chris Hogan or Danny Amendola? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think that's basically it. Rob Gronkowski is the number one tight end. Ben Roethlisberger is third, fourth, and second for Jamie David Heath. He has 314 or more yards in each of his last five games against the Patriots, including the postseason. Not that many touchdowns in some of those games, but he's just playing too well to sit. And So start both these guys over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Jesse James is 19% owned. He's, he's around 20th. He's a flyer. Patriots haven't allowed more than five fantasy points to a tight end in seven straight games. Yeah, they've been good at covering tight ends. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, sit the DSTs. Sit the DSTs. Uh, anyone ever get underwear as a holiday gift? It could be kind of lame, right? Well, actually, the problem isn't that you got underwear. The problem is the kind of underwear. It wasn't me undies. 
Go to MeUndies.com slash FFT for a special offer. MeUndies.com slash FFT, 20% off. Let me tell you about MeUndies, the only underwear that makes for an amazing gift. And this is no joke, people. We all have our MeUndies. We all love MeUndies. Incredibly soft, three times softer than cotton. And I think the, you know, the best thing you can say about them is that when I wear MeUndies, I kind I honestly forget I'm wearing underwear. Sorry for the visual. And that is a yeah. great feeling. Uh-huh. Okay. What? You, we just didn't need to hear that. It's true though. Like, like, we love MeUndies, but we, we don't love the thought of you wearing MeUndies. Well, you know what? My wife does. That's the other thing. They look good. And they have men's and women's underwear. So you can get on there and buy an, buy some, buy some underwear for people, even if it's just for yourself. It's holiday time. MeUndies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone's gonna love. It's a holiday miracle, miracle. So don't give underwear. Give MeUndies. Get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks you will ever wear. Free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 20% off free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. MeUndies.com slash FFT. MeUndies.com slash FFT. Would you like to talk about football or what I'm wearing under my sweatpants today? Ay, ay, ay. Football, please. <laughs> okay, uh, one more thing. One more thing. A uh, police officer talks to a driver. Your taillight is broken. Your tires must be exchanged, and your bumper hangs halfway down. That'll be $300. The driver says, all right, go ahead. They want twice as much as that garage. Or they, you know, they want twice as much as that at the garage. Okay, so Dallas is at Oakland. Stat of the game. Set, are you guys, like, even, like, a little entertained? Well, I mean, we're all, like, trying to keep our breakfast down after envisioning you prancing around in your me undies and now you're you're dropping like the worst kind of dad joke so on behalf of jamie and he excuse us for not breathing hey dave why did uh, the uh why did the physics teacher break up uh break up with the biology teacher because he wasn't wearing me undies there was no chemistry why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? There's no P. There's a the silent, silent P. Yes, I got it. Why yes. can't you hear a dinosaur clap? Uh, why? Because they're extinct. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, stat of the game in Dallas, Oakland. Seven, like at this point, Heath is comatose. Seven running Jamie's backs. Jamie's working on something. I don't even know if Jamie's like heard anything that's been said in the last three minutes. All right. Well, it's just uh, me and you. Just me All right, me. hold on, hold on. Let me get them back. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak there Prescott. There you go. There you go. All Pretty right, now, back. now Heath's eyes are open, and Jamie, well, Jamie's still working on whatever he's working, but he nodded. There you go. I think, I think they're ready, Adam. All right, seven running backs have had 15 or more carries against the Raiders, and six of them scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. That's six out of seven. I mean, the problem is. They've all had 18 or more. There's been nobody who's had 15, 16, or 17 carries against Oakland. But if you get 18 or more, six of seven have had double-digit fantasy points in standard. And the only one that didn't was Samaj P. Ryan back when he was bad. So how many carries do you expect from Alfred Morris, and is he a start this week? Go. Alfred Morris. 21, is... yes. There we 21. go. 21. Sure. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I like Dak if Alfred Morris is getting 21 carries. I, I think Alvin's okay as a number two running back. Probably closer to the bottom of that than the top. Okay. So, uh, Patriots guys or Alfred Morris? Patriots Al- guys. Alfred Morris easily. Um, uh, yeah, I'll take Alfred Morris for the Patriots game. Alright, so, how about Rod Smith? Seen Not in PPR though. Seen him picked up in some leagues. I take Rex over, over Alfred in PPR. Okay. So, Rod Smith, any interest in him this week? Yeah, he's a boom bust flex, but it feels a lot like chasing points. Yep, I mean he has scored in three straight games, but that's hard to say it's going to happen again. And if you're just, you know, if you're skipping around, I know I put the time codes in uh, in the descriptions. If you're skipping around to this game to hear about Dak Prescott, we talked about him earlier in the show. Dave and Jamie love Dak. Heath has him fifteenth, but extensive conversation about him earlier in the show, just a few minutes in. Starter sit, Des Bryant. You're probably starting him. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, must start guy. Okay. Uh Jason Witten is around 10th, 11th for Jamie, 9th for Dave, 12th for Heath in both formats. These are his catches in his last six games. One, seven, one, seven, one, one. But he has caught a touchdown in two straight games on one catch. 
Oakland's awful against tight ends, uh, terrible. So, I, I mean, I look at your tight end rankings. It seems like there's probably like eight or nine that you are comfortable with, we might guess. And that's then you, how it seems high to me. Well, that's Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, Evan Ingram. I'm not comfortable with Evan Ingram. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to be comfortable and with him. Kyle Rudolph's currently in a walking boot. <laughs> All right, so let's go through. Who are you comfortable with? Gronkowski, yes. Ertz, yes. Kelsey, yes. Jimmy Graham, yes. Yep. Delaney Walker, yeah. Hunter Henry, yep. Yep. Jack Doyle, yep. I am. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're approaching the edge though. And then then Kyle Rudolph would be eight, provided that Rudolph's healthy and practices. Then yeah. Okay, and then after that, it seems like you're just looking for matchups, maybe, and that's where Witten comes in. Is that fair? I'm looking for touchdowns. Which is tight to yeah. have a decent chance to score a touchdown. Right. That's about it. Okay. So Witten, Witten is in that category. Uh, let's go to the Raiders. Oh, by the way, Witten or Jared Cook? Witten. Huh. Uh, Witten. Okay. They're pretty close in the rankings though. Uh, Dallas has allowed four touchdowns to tight ends in their last six games. Jared Cook has only been good against the Chiefs basically this year. <clears throat> uh, alright, the Raiders. Starters at Derek Carr. Sit him. Sit. I don't, as, I, I feel like they can put points in the game. I'm not sure where or how it's going to happen, so it makes me nervous to start Carr. I can find plenty of quarterbacks that I'd rather take the chance on. Crabtree will play well. It's a matter of who the second guy will be. Bortles. I think I know or, the second guy. Bortles or Carr? Bortles. I feel safer with Bortles. Oh, Bortles, easy. Jimmy G or Carr? G. Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. All right. Uh, starter sit Marshawn Lynch and Marshawn Lynch or Alfred Morris. Alf easy. Yeah, Morris. Easy, huh? Marshawn's a borderline number two for me. Oh, how come? Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys with Sean Lee are a much better defense. That's a good point. We saw it last week. If if we're right and Alf's a great start and two of us are right and Dak's a great start and the Raiders fall behind, Marshawn Lynch was awesome last week. He got, what, eight carries? Seven. Seven. Seven he carries? Seven. He got... It, it was incredibly lucky. Like anybody who started Marshawn Lynch. Or you could look week. at it as just incredibly done by the Raiders. Yeah, both. I'd say both. It, it can be both, can't it? <laughs> yes, it can right. be both. I mean, that that touchdown by Marshawn Lynch is just rare. You don't see him do that uh, these days. Well, he scored in three straight games. So, but you, you don't. How many? How many long touchdowns? Uh, two back to back games now, right? Uh, what did he have two weeks ago? Like a fifty-one yard run Giants. against. Them. What did he have last week? A uh, twenty-seven yard run against for touchdown. And I was thinking about the fifty-yard yard run. All right, all right, all right. It doesn't matter. So, so that's interesting. Uh, game flow might not be good, and the Cowboys run defense very good with Sean Lee. So maybe you can avoid Marshawn Lynch. We're obviously going to start Keenan Allen. Is there a? No, uh, you know, we're we're going to start Michael Crabtree. Excuse me, but but actually, that's not it's not that obvious to me. I mean, he's not playing that well. Is it that obvious to you that that Michael Crabtree is a start? Yes. Yeah. Thirteen targets last week. If he gets thirteen targets again at home, he's been great at home. So. He will have a chance to make a lot of plays. He's he's a very safe number two receiver. On one hand, I think that Crabtree's due, but at the same time, I'm kind of impressed with this Cowboys secondary, and I'm pretty unimpressed with Derek Carr. And so if we're if we're not going with Carr and we're going with Crabtree, I feel like that there's a disconnect there. I don't understand what you're saying though, because you keep saying that there are going to be a lot of points from Oakland, but you don't. <laughs> don't I don't love Lynch. I don't, I don't love Lynch. I, I feel like, like they're gonna, I, here, so here's how I feel. I'll just, I'll just sit in your, a lot of quarter in your third. I don't think you actually like Dak Prescott, Dave. Well, that's a completely different story, and I do like Dak Prescott. <laughs> if the Raiders are chasing, maybe, maybe I don't think the Raiders are gonna put up a lot of points then, because I don't love Crabtree. I think Cook is okay as a starter. I'm, Carr makes me nervous. These guys make me nervous. And I think Dallas's defense is, is gonna be a little bit better than people. I think Lynch will score. I think Crabtree will score. I think they will find their way to 20 points with two field goals and two touchdowns. Carr will not have a great game. Lynch will not have a great game, but Lynch is still startable. And then I think you'll see Dak put up 250 and two with somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 rushing yards. Okay. Wrapping on that game. Atlanta is at Tampa Bay and your stat of the game in, oh, I gave this one. It's about Muhammad Sanu, the six Tampa Bay home games thing. They've done very well against number two wide receiver. So let's go to a different stat of the game. Backup stat of the game. About Matt Ryan, top 12 for you guys. 12th for Jamie, 11th for Dave, 7th for Heath. Matt Ryan, who has not scored more than 22 fantasy points all season. 
The Buccaneers allow the most passing yards per game in the NFL, but they don't allow a lot of touchdowns. And no quarterback in their last eight games has scored more than 22 fantasy points, which isn't really that great. It might get you in the top ten, though. It probably will. Um, only three in their last eight games have scored more than 18 fantasy points against the Buccaneers. And in that stretch, Matt Ryan scored 18 fantasy points just a few weeks ago. So, I mean, it just, it's just a matter of can they throw touchdowns because they give up a ton of yards. Is it going to happen this way? Like, Matt Ryan is so frustrating, so frustrating. But you guys all have him in the top 12. Heath, you have the most confidence in Matt Ryan, so so convince me. I think this Tampa Bay defense, specifically the pass defense, is absolute garbage. And I do think he's going to throw for a ton of yards. And I know that this year specifically, Matt Ryan has thrown for a bunch of yards a lot of times and not gotten the touchdowns. And Tampa Bay's defense, especially here over the last couple of weeks, have given up a bunch of yards and not given up the touchdowns. I just don't think that's a trend that continues. If you think Matt Ryan's going to throw for over 300 yards, which seems pretty likely to me, then I think you have to like him for two touchdowns. And if he throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns, that's a top-10 quarterback. He did that in each of two games last year against Tampa Bay, and last year was the first time in his career when he went to Tampa Bay and had over 20 fantasy points. And last year was just a charmed year for Matt Ryan. We've talked about how great he was and how in sync he was with the offense, how well the offensive line played. And this year just hasn't been the same. So I, I, I'm a little worried about Matt Ryan. So I, I'm still keeping him in as a starting option, but one that just, he hasn't delivered a big game yet this year. He's had chances to do it. He's had matchups to do it. And he hasn't come through. One of those matchups was a couple weeks ago against these, against these Bucks. And he had over 300 yards and he still had only one touchdown. And it's frustrating. And I, I just, I, I can't catch the knife and say that week 15 is going to be when he finally breaks out for a 27 to 30 fantasy point. I, I think he could. Yeah, but, but he could I, have been I, any of these other ones. I agree. That, that's why I have him ranked 12. The, the two concerns I have are, one, there's enough of a track record of what he's done that, to what your, your point is, Dave, it, it's a little somewhat risky to trust him at this point in the season. The other part of it is if Joe McCoy doesn't play, this run defense is going to look even worse than it has all season. And Devontae Freeman can destroy this team without Ryan having to do much. I don't think they're going to be chasing points, so I don't think, you know, you want to talk about volume passing. I don't think you're going to get a volume passing game from Matt Ryan because I don't think the Bucks' offense is going to be very good. So I could see this being a, a run, sit on a lead type of game for him. He can even get, he may get two touchdowns easily, but I don't see him getting a lot of yards this game. That's my concern. Like a 160, No, I think it'll be around, I think it'll be around two and two. 200 yards and two yeah. touchdowns? And that's 20. He's oh, been, I think he's in that he's range. Been close to that, sure. I think he's in that range. That's what I'm saying. I think his floor is about 18 points, which is what he's been. I don't see his ceiling being 25 plus. Like I think if you're comparing ceilings, I think Dak has a much higher ceiling this week. Well, we'd be asking Ryan to do something he hasn't done all year, which is score more than 22 fantasy points. Would you start uh, Case Keenum or Ryan? I Ryan. love Keenum. I like Keenum much better. Bortles or Ryan? Ryan Bortles. Ryan. And finally, I think Bortles could have the same thing happen to him. Finally, Stafford or Ryan? The Texans have a run defense. Well, Stafford. I haven't shown it lately. What's that? Stafford Adam? or Ryan? I'll take Stafford as of now. Yep, Stafford. All right, Devontae Freeman would be an absolute stud if Tevin Coleman doesn't play. If Tevin Coleman does play, do you feel comfortable starting Devontae Freeman, who finally had a good game last week and he got the yes. work? Yeah, comfortable, of course. Well, I I, the guy gets the guy had been getting twelve carries per game until last week. Until last week. They'll give, they'll give him 18 plus carries this week. Okay. Well, then if that happens, he should, he will have a monster game. Start who I would feel, I would honestly feel worse about Ryan if Coleman plays. Right. Cause they can run it even more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Start Julio Jones, uh, Muhammad Sanu. We talked about him. The one thing I think that favors Muhammad Sanu is that, you know, I mentioned how, um, the number two wide receivers haven't done that well against Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay home games. But in some of those games, there's been a running back who's done very well in the passing game. And that might not happen with this Falcons team. They, they don't really involve their, their running backs as much as they should. Uh, Austin Hooper, Jason Witten. 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 I uh, do have a funny feeling about Hooper. I'm not really ranking him quite that way. But after seeing – there, there must have been something on film that the Lions liked to target Eric Ebron as much as they did last week. And I wonder if the Falcons follow suit. Okay, so Austin Hooper or Cameron Brait? Hooper. Hooper. Okay. Uh, I'm having OJ Howard. Ho- Howard or... Uh, also or, Hooper. Hooper? Hooper. Hooper. All right. Jameis Winston or Matt Ryan? 
Ryan. Ryan. Yep. All right, so we don't love Jameis Winston this week. He's 15th or 14th for our guys. I'll tell you what. I think he's part of the reason why Mike Evans is not doing Mike Evans things. If you go back and you watch the game last week and the week before, they're off target. Here, Here's something crazy. Since Winston's come back, he's completing, I want to say, 67% of his passes, but only 33% of the passes to Mike Evans. They miscommunicated on one route. Other passes were just way off the mark. Evans drew a defensive pass interference call. He had an end zone target. I, I don't think the problem is all on Evans. I think James, there's something wrong with Jameis throwing to Evans and really throwing to the sidelines. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if that gets corrected so soon. Might be something I'll have to talk about with some of my quarterback friends. Okay. Are we sitting the Tampa Bay running backs? Yes. Okay. We, I don't have any confidence in how they're going to roll them out, but Dirk Cutter said there's going to be a rotation. If you had to pick one, who would it be? Barber. Barber. Okay. He's, been, he's been better. I know that Martin scored last week. Barber looks better. All right. Uh, and then as far as the wide receivers go, we're sitting Mike Evans, right? I mean, we talked about this yesterday, so let's sum it up kind of quickly here. Uh, would you? Uh, yeah, well, I'll sum it up really quickly. Yeah. He's never caught a high percentage of his targets. It's even lower right now, and he's not getting a ton of targets. He's a lottery ticket as a number three wide receiver at best. Yeah, 11 targets last two weeks. It's awful. I think they try and correct that this week, and they give him more targets. And I can't help myself. I still have him as a low-end number two receiver. All right. Jordy Nelson or Mike Evans? Jordy. Evans. Uh, Jordy. Mike Wallace or Mike Evans? Wallace. Evans. I'll take Evans there. Evans. All right. Two Evans and a Wallace. And we're sitting to Sean Jackson, right? Yep. Try to. And uh OJ Howard. Not really feeling it with him this week? No. no. Okay. Falcons DST though. Seventh for Jamie and Dave, tenth for Heath. And you can you can go with them. Tampa Bay's allowed ten sacks in their last two games. The two teams that have fewer sacks than the Falcons this year, so it could be a lot of sacks. Yeah, and maybe offense. one other issue for Jameis and why he's not playing well is the offensive line not being oh, yeah. even close to full strength because starters are missing. And they're gonna that pocket is gonna collapse on Jameis. Yep. Okay. All right, we got a few more games left. We got Houston at Jacksonville. Your stat of the game from tripsavvy.com. Elvis Presley performed his first indoor concert in Jacksonville in 1957. Presley's show was monitored by a judge to ensure his hip shaking didn't get too racy. How about that? Wow. I mean, things really haven't changed in the world, have they? <laughs> have you ever gone to, on Halloween as Elvis Presley? I feel like you could kind of pull that off. Me? You got the hair kind of going on today. Uh, today I do. I have major bedhead today. I was unaware of it until I got on Skype with these guys. They quickly made me aware of it. Uh, Are you going to shave today? No. You're going to just wait till tomorrow? Wait till tomorrow. Uh, I might shave tonight when I shower before I go to bed, like clean people do. Starter sit Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Seven straight games with 51 to 61 rushing yards. Is he just going to get you eight fantasy points? Yep. I'll take the under. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like that's closer to a ceiling this week. He'll probably get you seven this week. Uh, seven or eight. <laughs> I guess ceiling ranges from seven to nine, so... Yeah, the Jaguars, uh, the Jaguars haven't been great on a per carry basis the last two weeks, but Telvin Smith has missed those games and he's clear from the concussion protocol. Right, so he's gonna play, that makes it hard, and starting running backs have been held to nine fantasy points or less in five straight against Jacksonville. That's what Miller had back in week one, nine fantasy points. I gave the stats yesterday, but DeAndre Hopkins, he scored against Jacksonville in week one. Every, there's been three receivers with double digit targets against Jacksonville. They've all had good games. Uh, he's been good in every tough matchup, so you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. And you're not starting Steven Alexander. Uh, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, guys, la- three straight games with 22 or more fantasy points. Houston allows the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Who are some guys you would start Bortles over? Alex Smith. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, Carr, Mariota. Goff. Goff. Keenum, Winston, Prescott. Oh boy. I, I'm worried about game script for Bortles. I will submit that he has been playing very good. I just don't know how much he's going to have to throw in this If game. Jacksonville gets away with they, what, from what they've been doing, they are idiots. Let him throw early. He looks so comfortable. He looks like a legitimate NFL quarterback. And you're still running the ball with a ton of success. Okay. Uh, I'm not sitting Leonard Fournette ever again. 
And Houston, as Dave has been talking about, been a little leaky against the run. Last three weeks, Alex Collins, 12 fantasy points, and Buck Allen scored. Derrick Henry, 16 fantasy points. DeMarco Murray averaged six yards per carry. Carlos Hyde, big game with 13 fantasy points. So whatever's going on there, running backs have had more success lately against Houston. Uh, the Jacksonville wide receivers, how many of them are startable? Two. Yep. Lee and Didi? Yep. yep. Uh, Lee, okay. Lee is like, let me see where he is in the rankings. I'm, I'm assuming quite high. I've got him as a low end number two. Wide I think receiver. I have the two of them back to back. I yeah, around twentieth. They're they're in the low twenties from. Okay, so tw- Lee or Lee or Golden Tate. Lee, I'll take Lee. Um, I yeah, I think I'll take Tate. All right, Lee or I see they're back to back for uh, for Heath. Lee or Smith Schuster. Lee. Both Jaguars are both semesters. I agree. Are you concerned that Houston has allowed more than six fantasy points in standard scoring leagues to a second wide receiver only three times this season? It's usually the number ones that just destroy them. They do pretty well against number twos. I think these guys are like either you could say co-number ones or co-number twos with how the targets have been spread about uh, lately. Lee is clearly the better player. At least you would expect him to be. But... I think both these guys are. I don't. I don't expect 15 plus from both of them. I'm expecting eight or nine, eight or nine points from both of them. Yeah, I, I don't think there really is any any more a number one in Jacksonville. There, there's a pair of one A's. Okay, well, I guess that's why Lee isn't like top 12. Right. 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 Okay. I, I would not be surprised if Westbrook has a better day. All right, then he did last week, and the Jacksonville well, he has, DST. He has more times than not in the last month. Uh, Jacksonville. Well, that's true. Yeah. He has more targets than Lee since he came back. 23 to 17, I think, in the last four years. Yeah, 33 to 27. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was, I was a, <laughs> a, a, a tenth off. <laughs> all right, Jacksonville DSD is number one for all three of our analysts. Ten sacks in the first meeting. That's when they became Saxonville. And Mercedes Lewis is a total flyer, but he's outside the top 20. Houston's been bad against tight ends lately. Chargers are at the Chiefs. Big, big game. Heath, you pumped up? No, I'm more pumped up for my fantasy semifinals. Okay. That's pretty sad. That's that's sad. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Isn't this a game that's basically for first place in the AFC West? Uh huh. Not basically it is. And basically for a playoff spot, right? And you're not pumped up? Come I, on, you're I, losing your fandom I think here. That, no, I think that everyone in this on this conversation can probably agree, except for Adam, that the longer that you do what we do, the more the fandom gets eroded. It's true. I would. I would still like for the Chiefs to win. I'll be very happy if they win a Super Bowl someday, but like I when the Chiefs game's on and there's twelve games on the TV, I'm still on red zone or a different game most of the time. Well, so you well. would care if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. Oh, I would care for sure. Would you care, Jamie, if the Dolphins won a Super Bowl? I've been a Dolphins fan for twenty years. Right, and I'm I don't care if the Bears I, won a I Super Bowl. I think you would care a little bit. Adam, however. I think you well yes, Adam will, Adam will naked. run from his yes. house all the way to MetLife Stadium in his Meandies if the Giants win a Super Bowl. <laughs> He'd be at the game. Uh, wow, that's a tough one. I think I would, uh, that's, a, that's an expensive trip, but I might have to. Uh, okay, Chargers and Chiefs, here's your stat of the game. Kansas City has allowed six touchdown passes in their last six games. Only two quarterbacks have scored more than 15 fantasy points against the Chiefs in their last six games. And the two who did that uh, relied on some rushing totals. Uh, none of them had more than 21 fantasy points without rushing totals, which you're not going to get from Phillip Rivers. So you guys have Rivers really, really high. Are you at all concerned about him this week? Yes. Because of that stat? No, because of just his track record in Arrowhead. Same thing with Derek Carr's track record in Arrowhead. Now, clearly Rivers is playing much better than Carr. Um, I, I, I just, I feel like there could be a little bit of a letdown game coming for him. Not that he's going to be awful, but I do think that this could be right around 20 points as opposed to 25 plus. Well, and those, I think it's important to look at those last six quarterbacks. Yeah, it is. It's Trevor Simeon. It's Dak when his offensive line was bad. It's Eli in the wind game. Well, his offensive line was fine. It was in the Elliott game. Okay. It was the very next game? Okay. So That was the game was before Elliott was fine. Yeah. Um, and then it's Derek Carr at Arrowhead and Tyrod. Dak did well, though. right? He was one of the guys who did well, but he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, he's, here two, he's here for 249 yards and two touchdowns. So. Okay, so yeah, he was one of the two that did well. All right, uh, well, Rivers, Rivers or Rogers? Rivers. Rivers. Uh, I'll take Rogers. All right, Jamie's got him sixth. Dave and Heath have Rivers third. Uh, Melvin Gordon must start. Yep. Yep. Any interest in Austin Eckler? 
Nope. Any interest? How desperate am I for a warm body at running back? Who, who's a better flyer, Rod Smith or Austin Eckler? Smith. Smith. Okay. Yep. Any interest in a wide receiver for the Chargers not named Keenan Allen? Nope. No. I One of them will probably score a long touchdown, but I don't know which one it'll be. That will certainly help Rivers. He's going to need that second guy. Well, it could be Hunter Henry. Another one that makes me a little nervous, too. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Jared Cook had a good game against the Chiefs last week, but they've been very good against tight ends. Um, but I feel like you just have to start Hunter Henry. Hunter you have to start. Yeah. Right. If you have Henry and like Jimmy Graham or one, you know, one of the stuff, Delaney Walker, you could start over Henry, I assume. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. could. Uh, tonight, Jack Doyle or Hunter Henry? Doyle. I'll take Henry. I'll take Henry. Okay. You Alex, can take Doyle in PPR. Alex Smith, we have talked about. Heath is the highest on him. Jamie's got, I think it's 14th, 12th, and 7th for Jamie David. No, Heath. I dropped him the 16th. 16th, 12th, and 7th for Jamie David Heath. On Alex Smith. And again, no quarterback has scored 20 points against the Chargers since week one. Trevor Simeon did it with a rush. Are you sure touchdown. that I have him seventh? Ninth? Maybe ninth? Ninth sounds better. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, are you moving him down in your mind? Are you starting to... Ninth. Well, if, if I had him seventh, I was certainly moving him down. <laughs> <laughs> now you have him ninth. I'm sorry. You I'll take Ryan's another seventh. look at it. Get a real idea of how... And he got 18 points against them. I think that's probably about where he'll be. And Kareem Hunt. 25 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown last week. Following five straight games with seven or fewer fantasy points. I, I mean, we talked about this earlier. So again, this is something you need to rewind to earlier in the show. We did the stats that might matter and that the Chargers have been much better against running backs, but you all have Hunt. Well, it was like around 15th this or so. So he's, uh, third, oh no, J- he's the highest, got him ninth in standard. 13th, 14th, and ninth in standard and, you know, similar in PPR. I think I just expect more points to be scored in this game. It sounds like. Fair enough. So Kareem Hunt or Alex Collins? Collins. Collins. Kareem Hunt or Jordan Howard? Hunt. Howard. All right. Same Howard's range. playing the Lions. Yes, he I is. Think this is terrible against the Lions. So how can you not be a little nervous about Tyreek Hill? He had seven fantasy points last week. It was his best home game of the season. And we know how good the Chargers are. Only one wide receiver scored double-digit fantasy points against the Chargers in their last seven games. So how can you not be nervous about Tyreek? Sure. Just, you just feel like you, you have also, to start him. But there is upside. You have to admit it. We haven't seen it from him at home yet this year. How was he at home last year? I don't know if that really even the, matters. The home road was, thing to me is more of a fun stat than it is something for like a wide receiver being bad at home is not something I'm really factoring into. No, it coincides with the quarterback, and Alex Smith hasn't been as good at home. Right. I don't think Alex Smith is just worse. At Arrowhead, like something about Arrowhead is making him play quarterback bad. I no, I, I don't I think they're. Well, it's been game flow. It's been the opponents. It's been yeah. circumstantial. I mean, you know. But last and, week he was awesome. He had three touchdowns called back. But sure. this is a this is a tough opponent. Some but none of them to Tyreek. Some of it is is circumstantial. I mean, Tyreek Hill hasn't played well at home for whatever reason. So it's also that I think their defense plays better at home. Yeah. Uh, Des Bryant or Tyreek Hill. Des. Tyreek. Jamie, you said Des? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, we got a sir. How about that? Uh, any, uh, no, I mean, it's not a great matchup for Travis Kelsey, but you're starting Travis Kelsey, who had one catch for one yard in the first meeting. Maybe you don't play him in daily. I'm thinking he goes over that this week. Probably. Chargers DSD is eighth for Dave and Jamie and 14th for Heath. So it's just clear Heath sees this game going a little bit differently than Dave and Jamie do. Baltimore is at Cleveland. We got two games left. We got this one, and we have the Dolphins and the Bills. So Baltimore at Cleveland. Last five number one wide receivers against Baltimore. This is your stat of the game. Rashard Matthews, 13 points. Devontae Adams, 12. Hopkins, 12. Marvin Jones, 9. Antonio Brown, 21. All of them had 70 or more yards. Four of them had 90 or more yards. But the Ravens have allowed just five touchdowns to wide receivers this year. Bottom line, though, Josh Gordon looks like a really good start this week. Would you start Josh Gordon or Tyreek Hill? Gordon. Gordon. I'm the low guy on Gordon. I'll say Hill. Oh. I, I think really with the Ravens, you got to throw out their their previous stats because their secondary is all shuffled around them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the Ravens' defense with Gordon. I'm just worried about his quarterback. But number one wide receivers were putting up pretty decent numbers against the Ravens with Jimmy Smith. Yeah. And now Jimmy Smith is gone. He's replaced you by a rookie. He, I think he, it's going to get worse for them, much worse. Do you think it's fair to judge Kaiser prior to getting Gordon and Coleman healthy? Because that stretch of games that his numbers are 
Well, like what I what I'd say is that he completes about forty five percent of his passes to receivers. He's right, completed, but, but but I just want to look at the last two games because I think that's right. when he's had his complete receiving core. One of those was against one of, if not uh, not the best, but one of the best pass defenses in the NFL, his Chargers. Yeah, and the other was last uh, the last game. So against you know, a depleted Packers defense. Against yeah. depleted Packers defense. Like that's that's really the only sample size I care about, to be honest. With you. Like I, I mean, like well, those two t- games he's completed forty percent to Gordon. Well, I mean, That's look, about forty percent of his passes so far. The more appropriate thing to do is just look at what Josh Gordon has done in his two games. He's had two good games. You have him twenty second. Heath, Dave, and Jamie have him top twelve. Right, but I know like your whole argument is Kaiser, and I don't think it's fair to judge Kaiser pre week thirteen. Okay, so if we're just using the sample size of what he's done mm-hmm. with Gordon, then he's I expect him to complete about forty percent of his passes to Josh Gordon. 40 to 50 percent, I think that's um, fair. So if he's going to get 10 targets, you're four to five catches. And Adam, he has had two very good games. He's the number 18 wide receiver over that time. So that's a that's about what I expect. Okay. Uh, that is fine. He has one touchdown in those two games. Um, I just think, you know, I'm just looking at what the last five number ones have done. They've all been very, I mean, they've been very good except for Rashard Matthews. He's solid. Um, all He's right. not really the number one guy. He wa- He He is their number one guy. He's their number one guy, but yeah. he's not really a number one guy. Uh, okay, so that's Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon better than Mike Wallace, though? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Josh Gordon's a number one receiver. Well, for Heath. I was really asking Heath. Yeah, no. I, I think Josh Gordon's a number two receiver. You think Wallace is better than Gordon? I think Wallace is a number two receiver, too. Wallace has a better matchup. I don't know if he has a better matchup. I, I think I just made a pretty compelling case I, that he I doesn't. understand the— the Ravens are not a difficult matchup anymore, but the Browns are an awesome matchup. I I think both are, and I think we like Wallace a lot, so that's fine. Um, who favor? Who who's going to get more targets? Is Jimmy Macklin okay? Yeah, assume Macklin plays. I don't even know if he's is he on the injury report. So assuming Macklin plays, who's going to get more targets between probably the same Wallace then. and Gordon? Because Gordon and Coleman got the same number last week. Gordon got his welcome back game just like Coleman did two weeks ago. But after that, they didn't go to him. Can like I? They, can I? Speed they were it going up? after Josh Gordon early, and then that defense changed how they game planned against Cleveland. All right, let me let me just let me speed it up. I think we're spinning our wheels a bit. Joe Flacco, you guys have him about twentieth. You know he's got a he's got an opportunity for twenty fantasy points. I talked about that earlier. Alex Collins is an absolute must start. And starter sit Danny Woodhead. Sit sit cut. Start, Danny uh, Mike Wallace is 53% owned. He's got a really good opportunity in this game. Mike Wallace or uh, D.D. Westbrook? I like Wallace better. I'll take D.D. I'll take Wallace. Mike Wallace or Kareem Hunt? Hunt. Hunt. How do you feel about the Cleveland running backs? Vicky? Uh, yeah. Hard okay. to love them. Hard to trust them. Crowell, probably better in standard than PPR. Crowell's a flex in standard. Duke's a flex in PPR. All right, then Gordon's really the only must-start guy for the Browns, and the Ravens' DST is awesome. Top three, or it's third for Jamie, sixth for Dave, second for Heath. Our final game is Miami at Buffalo. Do you think there's sleeper appeal in either quarterback? Like, would you start either quarterback over Joe Flacco? It would be Cutler and Tyrod Taylor. No. I love the way Cutler's been playing. In these games where he's played four quarters and he's put up multiple touchdowns, and it's nice to see. I think it's a tough matchup for him, and I think this is a game the Dolphins can win with the run. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a top five running back. You're going to start him over almost every running back this week. Yeah, I had him outside of my top five to start the week and can't do it anymore. That Bills run defense is just so terrible. They allow and I don't see a situation where the Dolphins get away from using Drake. Yeah, they allow the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Is Jarvis Landry the only Dolphins receiver you're starting? He's the only one I'm comfortable starting. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Julius Thomas is outside the top 12. Tyrod Taylor is a sit. I'll come back to LaShawn McCoy. Are there any Buffalo wide receivers that you like this week? No. No. Okay. Nope. How do you feel? I think the Dolphins defense is starting to step it up. How do you feel about Charles Clay? I like him okay. I say no way. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, Clay is a good streaming option this week. Uh, you missed an opportunity for a ride there, Jamie. Uh, Clay or Cook? Cook. Cook. Jamie's always been more of a jazz man than a MC. <laughs> it's true. Clay. Hey, all right, so LaShawn McCoy, 
has one game this year with double-digit fantasy points without 20 carries. He also has just 10 catches in his last seven games combined, and one game with more than 12 receiving yards in those seven games. Uh, but this is a good matchup. How comfortable are you with LaShawn McCoy this week? Starting him. There's doubt? I mean, here's the thing. Like, yes, you're starting him, but we are talking about the final four in most leagues. So you might have Alex Collins. You so, might have Kenyon Drake. I, I, I'd I, start Drake and Collins over McCoy. I'll start Drake over McCoy. Not Collins? Uh, I'm, I'm not I agree with Heath. I would start Drake and Collins over McCoy. Collins has been amazing. Would you start Mark Ingram over the Sean McCoy? Yes. Yep. Yep. Latavius Murray or the Sean McCoy? McCoy, come on. No, don't come on me. McCoy. McCoy. Okay, fine. I would too. <laughs> 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 Alright, be undies. We'll talk to you later. We got the NMC. We got uh, the NMC home games tomorrow. Take care, everybody. We'll uh, we'll recap the Thursday night game. And good luck. Good luck in week 15. Let's get a win. See you later. Bye.